Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 803, Ken McCusick joins us in studio. Ken, uh, the bread and first of all, glad you got here safely with uh, the <laughs> snow and the wind and all those other things, elements you're battling. Essential personnel. Exactly, essential. <laughs> um, offensive line, this team was, it was still able to have a solid running game despite the departure of uh, Greg Roman. I think continuity was probably the key because they didn't have a whole lot of shuffling in and out, a lot of injuries on that offensive line. Yeah, they really didn't. Uh, on the interior in particular, everybody played at least 900 snaps during the regular season and tackle. They had some rotation, but basically still, I thought, had excellent continuity throughout the year. Didn't ever look like people didn't know what their assignment was. It's a well-coached team at, at the basis. Uh, and uh, Del Sandros is a fantastic offensive line coach, always had a, a great deal, deal of respect in terms of his ability to develop linemen. Uh, got one exception this year. I don't think that worked out all that well, but uh, uh, certainly continuity has been a big deal. <laughs> Way to start here. Um, at his offensive line, you're just talking about, how many of the starting five do you think are going to be here next year? Simpson may be in a reserve role. I, I, w- I don't know if he'll be the starter. Um, Linderbaum will be. Zeitler, it's probably 50-50 right now. I couldn't tell you which says way he that's wants to go. be back, right? Zeitler? That's good. It's a money uh, thing, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 obviously the Ravens sign him. Do they still have enough to sign Matabike and make the other moves they need to do? They, I mean, signing those two I don't think would be a problem, but then it'll leave them short on money for other things like Edge and other places they need to need to spend. But, uh, yeah, I think that Moses and Stanley will both be back because the, the money they can save on Stanley is not enough to cut him in 2024. I was really on the fence on this at, at midseason, but his last four games he played very well. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm now fully in the keep Stanley camp. Uh, I think they, they probably need a two-year solution, I would say, at offensive tackle to replace Ronnie for, for probably for 25. So that gives you some freedom to draft a guy who's more of a project player here in 24. Do you have, like, a, uh, for lack of a better term, a wish list for the offseason? Are there things that you'd like to see done? And I'm not talking about from necessarily from a free agent standpoint, whether it is making sure under any circumstances you get Matt BK back. Is that a must for you? Um, they are a little cap-stricken, so is there any... 
can they look at some things in free agency, or do you want them to target something in the draft? Just to give you a few ideas. Yeah, well, to in, to start with a draft. I think the offensive tackle is the, is the top need on the team, and I know people will say cornerback, wide receiver. It's all these things. It, I think it's offensive tackle, and and it's specifically getting a guy who can play left tackle, um, not a hybrid light, left tackle, right tackle, not a hybrid guard tackle. tackle. Yep. You know, not any of this half measures. They need the real thing at left tackle right now. Um, I, I think also, uh, if I had to say, you know give a second thing, they've been very successful with the bargain bin at edge. I think the Ravens stick with that. Uh, as as being their method, and and maybe Clowney is cheap enough, maybe Van Noy is cheap enough that you bring them back, but they've just done so well with Houston and Pierre Paul and uh, all the other guys they've gotten out of the out of the bargain bin. I think they'll they'll probably try that again. Uh, in terms of the, the the free agents, I think Queen is gone for certain. Um, I just think the Ravens have too much value to to tap into there with the potential of using Dime and the fact that they've they've got Trenton Simpson on the roster right now and he looked pretty good in Week 18 uh, to continue with with. Uh, going after paying a lot of money to keep Queen. So wish him the best. Hope it's with the NFC. Uh, here with Kim McCusick, filmstudybaltimore.com, joining us. John uh, uh, Simpson, first year with the Ravens, coming over from Las Vegas Raiders. I think when he led the team in snaps for offensive linemen, but also highly penalized, what's his value moving forward with this football team? Yeah, so he, very difficult case because I think they brought Simpson in because – they thought they could motivate him in a way that Las Vegas had not. And they did a couple things. You know, obviously they put him with Dallas Anderson. and every offensive lineman goes with Dallas Anderson. But he had had one penalty every 95.4 snaps with the Ravens. He improved to one penalty every 95.5 snaps. Uh, sorry, with the, with the Raiders and then with the Ravens. So very, very level play, unfortunately, there. All his penalties are big post-snap ones. He, he stalled eight drives on the year, which is that's really bad. Um, and, uh, you know, this is this is something that, that I think they're going to decide they need to do better. They've got Voorhees, Cleveland, a potential draft pick. I think we'll all be in the mix to start there. Simpson could be back as a as a backup. I think he, he would make sense there. Uh, OTC had him projected about two years, $10 million, I think. Uh, that seems way out of, out of uh, the price range for the Ravens. So I think they'd say no to that. Yes, it can. Not specifics, but after watching the Super Bowl, how do you feel the same, or do you feel worse or better about the Ravens season? I mean, I feel terribly about the way it ended. So it's you know, it's really hard to watch that Super Bowl after you know just thinking we could have been here, the Ravens could. have I been I think they would have beat both either team, yeah. and it really bothered me to watch. Yeah, I feel feel the same way in a lot of ways. I mean, it's uh, you know. I guess maybe from some point of view, it's great Mahomes won, and another point of view, you know, I'm not I'm not going to get all upset about the 40 seconds that Taylor Swift was on TV. I'm upset about the 20 times they went to her for a reaction when they could be looking at post play emoting on the field. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I'm upset about. Um, so, just, I, I didn't like the Super Bowl from that perspective. I just didn't, it really, you know, it's weird. It actually bothered me even more that Chris Jones said the Ravens were the best team in the NFL this year. Yeah. That just that just twisted the knife in my in my well, mind. I think uh, if you want to say analytically speaking, or if you just want to look at historically, I, th- I think this is one of the more special teams we've seen yeah. in the past twenty. I think Jones years. was right. Yeah. They, they are the best team in the NFL. They just didn't win. And you don't come home with the hardware, and it's like, uh, yep. it, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand why, like Ravens fans being mad just about a loss, but like to understand what this team this was a special special team and. Anyway, I don't want to harp on that. I want to talk about Ben Cleveland because this is a guy that people that really liked when they drafted him, loved his story about shooting squirrels and eating them, just did an event with him. He's a huge man, mm-hmm. big man. Is Can he play left guard or right guard in this league, in your opinion, and is he long for the Ravens? 
well, this is his fourth year. I, he's virtually guaranteed to make the team at this at this point, I would say. He played very well in his very limited opportunities replacing Zeitler last year. They moved him to the right side where he seems to be a more natural foot. He's kind of a kind of a large lumber, lumbering man. As more difficulty pulling would accrue from that, you'd think. The problem is the Ravens are now trying to sign Zeitler, and they have two guys who really look like right guards to me in Voorhees and Cleveland. So somebody's got to play on the left side. And that could be an avenue for Simpson to come back, but I think more likely one of those two guys is going to have to move to left guard, and that'll, that'll have to be his position. Cam McCusick, Film Study Baltimore. Tell everybody about the website. Sure, filmstudybaltimore.com. Uh, just continuing with five podcasts a week during the offseason. Thanks a lot, Cam. All right, Jerry Palm joins us at 8.30 to talk some college hoops. But on the other side, we storm the castle. Lamar and the naysayers. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show what? on the fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We just need to take it up a notch to, to be where we need to be. And once we're in there, I feel like hey, we're going to bring it home. You know, no doubt in my mind whatsoever. I don't care who in front of us, but we got to get there first. And it's a game at a time, like I always say, you know. And keep the naysayers going. Keep us being the underdogs, you know. Shout out to the Flock Nation. Because without you guys, we ain't flocking. We're not rocking in the stadium. So we need y'all, man. <laughs> That's Baltimore, courtesy of BaltimoreRavens.com. Uh, that's Lamar Jackson, and uh, more of that. More of his quotes were uh, more along the line of he said he needs the naysayers because they're the ones that keep him fueled. And paraphrasing them, I, I, that part I don't get. I don't get. I, I think we put way too much energy in in people who speak negatively. I do too. I'm like I don't quite get that at all. I'm like, energized by people who support me, not yeah. people who. Who hate on you? And if, if people, you know, you, you think people aren't believing in you, you, want to use that for okay, fine. But like, I have a newsflash for you, man. There's a reason there's a lot of naysayers right now. This is, you know, this is not one off. Yeah, so, well, you know, my, I, I get it. I kind of like I understand it though. Like uh, people use that as fuel for fire. Like you, you see the narrative. How how much were we laughing at the Chiefs and and Tom Brady when he was like nobody thought we could get here? It's like everybody thought you could get here. People are constantly trying to create something. You're like what are you talking about? To drive them. Um, yeah. and I think maybe that's and this is this also could be like, you know, go ahead say whatever you want. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't get to me. And kind of a way to to drown that out a little bit. Um, but at some point we do have to talk about like, can you win with this type of team? You know the way that it's con- uh, constructed, and I think you can. But you know the what do you the, mean this type of team? Well, I mean you've got now you're looking at the situation where you put a ton of money into running the football, right? The offensive line, running it. Now you have a quarterback that 
you're trying to prove that can throw the ball more. I think he can. I think he can do it all. He's won an MVP twice. So where are you going to start? Are you going to construct this team a little bit differently now? Are you going to start putting more money in the offense and you know choosing wisely on defense? Are you going to stay the way that you have been? Because they actually have they got quite a bit of money put in the defensive side, and we've always hung our hat in Baltimore on being a defensive team, and that's fine. Yeah. But do you have to be this amazing defensive team now to win in this league? And each year it's going to change. We just saw Kansas City win, and everybody's going to say because of Mahomes. They won't because of their defense. That's what I believe. No, and they I'm did. Not 100% Mahomes, they won't because of their defense. They all had a part in it, but their defense, mm-hmm. to me, was primarily why they got there. Uh, primarily. I don't think it's 100%. Pat Mahomes still had, by his standards, you know, uh, uh, you, you could, I'm, no, I'm going with the season in general. That defense was really, really good this year, mm-hmm. which is better than they usually have. And Spagnola's just, look, when you get in games like this, we've seen it. Whether it was with the Giants shutting down the Patriots, you want to go back to, you know, that race car defense that he had with all those pass rushers. You want to look at some of the other things we've seen in Kansas City in recent years. Right. He's a really good defensive coordinator. He is. He is. Um, but, you know, in overtime, he put the ball in number 15's hand. Uh, I, I just think, you know, going back to something that Ed said, um, you know, there's a reason for the naysayers. And right now, we, we we can't ignore that. I mean, this team completely, completely went to bed in the playoffs. You can blame the coaches. You can blame whomever. But there were some plays left on that field as well. Yeah. I look, there's a lot of question marks. You know, that you know, it's, it's coaching, sure. But there's a lot of things. I think Lamar made some, you know, questionable decisions. And not not taking off in that play where he ended up getting strip sacked when the field was open in front of him. I mean that the old him would have just been gone. Um, no real design run. I didn't get the whole thing. Like just a lot of things. I'm like, what happened here? And don't tell me it's dictated by game, you know, game flow and all that stuff. That's like just you, so you did what the, the Chiefs wanted you to do. Is what you're telling me? Yeah. Whatever they imposed upon you, that's what happened. Like, uh, uh-uh. sorry. I mean, I really do feel like they at least for two drives on offense. And then for that game, they were completely outcoached. Um, and it's it's kind of weird to go back and look at it now because even with the bad game plan, if you don't have the turnovers, which you, you can't handicap, you can't – you can yeah. sit here and say a team turns the ball over once a game on average and say, I think they have a turnover. But you can't say, I think I have it going into the end zone. I have it in my own territory where it's going to automatically put you up in field goal range. You know, those types of things. But. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Let's go to Dan in Forest Hill. What's up, Dan? How you doing, guys? Good. Doing well. How are um, you? I'm well. Um, I, I see Lamar Jackson as one vote away from being two-time unanimous MVP and the Baltimore Ravens being the team that is it's pretty much consensus was the best team in the NFL. So I'm I'm not seeing these naysayers that he's talking about. You're not? So I'm not. You're I'm, not well, I'll give you one post, for, for example. He wins the MVP, and moments later, someone posted, congratulations. He has statistically the worst season of any MVP in NFL history. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing naysayers? That's a post. What I'm saying, not, nothing of significance. You're voted the MVP, well, like I said, one vote away from two-time unanimous. Nobody's, that, that's nobody's what he's talking about. He's talking about fans. He's talking about people. He's not talking about media members, yeah. per se. That's what he's talking about. Those, those things are out there, though, Dan. To say you don't see the naysayers, they, they are out there. And the weird thing about today in social media is that you you do have access to people. You right. can send him a message where you could have never done that. You can mail a letter or whatever. You can send a message, and there's a chance that he sees it. You know, yeah. Some of these guys, their DMs are still open. Let's keep in mind, let's, let's not ignore the fact that Lamar Jackson is is 27 years old. Social media is his life. 
Yeah. He literally grew up. We we can sit here and say, I remember a time we didn't have social media. He probably doesn't. <laughs> honestly. Guarantee so, Social media been around yeah. about, what, 20 years now? Yeah. He can honestly say, you know, I don't really remember, you know, a time. I told you, my daughter once asked me, what's a phone booth? <laughs> That's where Superman gets changed, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's, what's, what's a, a phone Superman? booth? You know, this, yeah. so you got to just things that are, you know, because because you can ignore social media and, and dismiss it. That's great. I love that for you. I love that for you. He can't. Yeah. He literally can't. So the 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 to say there's no you can't see no 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 naysayers. Moments after he was announced MVP, congratulations on your MVP. Statistically, the worst season in the history of any MVP. Yeah, I mean around you know around our world, yeah. the, the national shows are all talking about how they basically just they're the best team in the NFL. So yeah, there's a lot of naysayers that saying how this happen, and you got to and they point to Lamar as saying, will he win the big one? This is, I mean, you, you'd have to be deaf not to hear this. I'm just looking at this. So in 2020, Lamar Jackson wins the MVP. Chiefs beat the Niners in the Super Bowl. Biden versus Trump, global pandemic in March. 2024, Lamar wins the MVP. Chiefs beat the Niners in the Super Bowl. Looks like Biden versus Trump again. <laughs> and then it says the March 3rd incident. What the hell do we have coming up? We just had a pandemic in 2020. Is there what? something else going to match this? March 3rd? That's what it says on this. Oh, you that hadn't happened yet. No. <laughs> Go to Ellicott City and get Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Doing well. How are you? Doing good, man. I was listening to uh, CBS Sports Talk Radio last night, the GR Sport Brief, and uh, he had uh, Warren Moon on, and he had great compliments for Lamar. He said he'd like to see him continue to work on the pocket passing. Um, he also mentioned that, you know, he likes that he's a weapon with his legs, but, you know, as he's getting older, you know, scaling it back just a little bit, will help him, you know, continue to keep the, the rest of the offense involved, too. And uh, it was just cool to hear a legend in the game of football, you know, talk good about Lamar. And yeah. it's going to be an exciting season next year, too, for him, man. One He's going to play well. One of my favorite quarterbacks, Kevin, uh, Warren Moon. No doubt about that. Thanks a lot for the call. 410-583-1057. That's the number one most big bad morning show on the fan. Maryland basketball, and why can't Kansas win on the road lately? We're talking college basketball with Jerry Palm from CBSSports.com next on The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 8.31 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, and Jeremy Kahn. Joining us right now, courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Hotline, 
from CBSSports.com. He is Jerry Palm. Good morning to you, Jerry. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Doing well. Hey, um, NCAA action. This is when it starts heating up. Super Bowl's over. Big Monday is still a thing, and we love it for that. Uh, we'll we'll get to Maryland, but we'll go. Let's go to the national level. Last night, number six Kansas. My buddy Jeremy over here called this one. I believed him, and I got a couple of coins off of it. Uh, Texas Tech <laughs> taking them down by twenty nine. This game was over early. Bill Self got ejected for the first time in his twenty year career at Kansas. <laughs> Why can't Kansas win on the road lately? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, life's been tough on the road in conference play. Generally, tougher than usual. We've had uh, more ranked teams losing on the road to unranked teams by like a huge difference than we normally see. Uh, so it just might be one of those years, but Kansas, I, you know, they've got one of the best home courts of anybody, arguably the best home court of anybody uh, in terms of an advantage, but they can't seem to bring that mojo with them on the road. It's um, It's been surprising because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good teams in that league. Texas Tech is probably going to the NCAA tournament. There's no real shame in that one, but it's losing at West Virginia and losing at UCF. Teams that are, you know, definitely not going to the tournament that are really more surprising. How do you think the Big Ten has emerged as, as a basketball conference right now? Because obviously Maryland is in the Big Ten now. We pay closer attention to it. How do you think they rank? Because the Big 12 is always good and the ACC, but what do you think of the Big Ten basketball now? Uh, down by its standards. Uh, the Big Ten is usually one of the top leagues, uh, top one or two, uh, pretty much every year. But this year, it's Purdue, Illinois, uh, Wisconsin. And, you know, you, you have a hard time finding surefire NCAA tournament teams after that. Uh, Michigan State was preseason top five, has never really lived up to that. Uh, may still make the tournament, but we'll see. Uh, they got a big win over Illinois over the weekend. That that really helps. Uh, Northwestern and Nebraska are terrific on their home courts. Um, not so much otherwise. And, you know, if you can't start winning games away from home, it's going to be hard to justify being in the NCAA tournament. And there really isn't anyone else after that. I mean, Indiana's down. Uh, Minnesota uh, is getting better. Uh, but um, yeah, it's just not. I mean, Michigan is in last place. They're terrible. It's it just that should not be happening. That the the league, you know, it'll it'll bounce back, but um, it's uh, not very good right now. But you know, they, you could still have a national champion in Purdue, um, but it's uh, it's not going to be real deep with NCAA tournament teams. Can the Big 12 loaded, SEC's loaded, a um, lot of good teams. Anytime I see those teams playing, I want to watch those games. Um, and, and one of the teams I, I want to focus on is Kentucky because, look, they're so much fun to watch. They don't play any defense, and we get games into the 90s where it's just so high-flying. But can they win a championship this way? No. Not, they don't look like a championship-caliber team. Now, in their defense, uh, they're not 100%. Um, Trey Mitchell's been out. He's missed the last few games. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's missed the entire home losing streak, which is now three games, which never happened in the history of Rupp Arena. So um, it's been like since the you know, the seventies or the yeah the seventies. I want to say it was the last time they lost three in a row at home. So you know things are are pretty down at the moment. Uh, but I think it's too early to give up on them. Uh, Trey Mitchell will eventually be back. And then let's see what they do when he comes back before you completely give up on them. But they're they're very talented. Um, but that you're right. I mean, defense has been a problem all year, whether he's been playing or not. Uh, but it's 
you know, if they can't get fixed their defense, they're probably not getting too deep into the NCAA tournament. Here with Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com. Let's talk about the local team. They have a pretty good defense, but a very inconsistent offense that sometimes just doesn't show up. The Maryland Terps. We have Kevin Willard on the show a lot, uh, weekly. Actually, he's on the show a bit later today. What What do you know about these Terps and 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 what what happened here? It was a team that just last year looked like the arrow was pointing up, and not so much now. Yeah, they're just they have a couple of super talented guys and not enough around them. Uh, they're just not getting a hel- enough help uh, from from the rest of the team, and they just I don't know if they play together once uh, well enough. Uh, there's a lot of kind of hero ball going on because, um, you know, Reese in particular and Young, uh, I'm sorry, I mean Young in particular, you know, needs to take over the game. The fields need to take over the game because, you know, that's that's how they need to score. And I, I don't just don't think they're getting enough help around those those two guys. And um, it's it, – in this league, you know, even in a down year in this league, that's not usually going to be good enough. What about this this season in general? We, Rob started the conversation earlier with this. Is there any team, you know, sometimes you've got that team that it, it emerges as a power and they go all the way, you know, straight to the tournament, straight through the tournament. Um, I know UConn's ranked number one and Purdue has been. Anybody stand out this year well above the others or it's kind of a, I don't know, free Those two have separated themselves. And Purdue is the number one overall seed in my bracket and I would guess most brackets mm-hmm. because the quality of their schedule and the quality of their wins is overwhelming. Um, UConn also has a ton of quality wins, but they, they don't have the depth of quality wins that Purdue does, which is why the Purdue is number one. But um, as, as an example, both Purdue and UConn played Gonzaga on a neutral court. That is UConn's second best win. It's Purdue's seventh best win. So, um, but those two have put a gap between themselves and the rest of college basketball. However, Houston also, is, is, in a sense, is part of that group. There's a gap between Purdue and UConn and Houston, and then a bigger gap between Houston and basically everyone else. Taylor Swift could do the funniest thing and break up with Travis Kelsey and start dating Zach Eady. Uh, we can get all our March Madness <laughs> fix if you want. Oh, gosh. Uh, let, let me get to um, you know the Big 12 here as we were talking about some of these great teams. What do you think of Iowa State? Because it's been a pleasant surprise, at least for me. I thought they were good, but I didn't think they were going to be this good. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Iowa State is they've always been generally a, a home court hero as well. Yep. And – you know, this year, I mean, they still are. I mean, that, that, that's one of the toughest environments in college basketball also. But they've won at Texas. They've won at TCU in league. Uh, and those are, I think the Texas game was just like last week. So, you know, they're starting to show that they can take their act on the road. And that's, you know, that's going to be the difference in them between, you know, like a seven seed kind of thing and, and pushing into the top four is showing that they can uh, play at a high level uh, away from Hilton Coliseum, and that's uh, we're seeing some of that now. Obviously, you know, there's a it's a tough league, and and they've got you know road games uh, left with Cincinnati and Houston, UCF and K State. So you know, and all of those teams, I mean, even the ones that don't look like they're going to the tournament, they've all proven they can beat really good teams on their home floor. So there's nothing easy in that league. Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com. Jerry, tell folks how to follow you on social media. Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter, uh, JP Palm CBS. Uh, that's usually where I post my stuff. 
um, online. So uh, that's that's usually the best way to get in touch with me. You're the man, Jerry. Thanks Thank a you, lot man. for your time this morning. All right. Thank you. Thanks. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Like I said before, we got Kevin Willard coming up, Encore. Uh, the commission's Baltimore at 9 o'clock. But on the other side, we get stupid with Jeremy Kahn. Yeah, a lot of uh, fun things here. We're going to talk about um, a couple of different things that I thought were really interesting today. A mom that's being ripped because she put her baby in economy so she could ride business class. See how you guys feel about that. Also, uh, these multi-million dollar homes that are on the side of... Um, they're in California on these cliffs that are now just breaking down and falling apart. And what happens there? And some confusion. Rob, we're gonna have to I'm gonna have to ask a black guy. Boots with the fur. There was some confusion on white Twitter yesterday with what that meant because Reba was wearing fur and boots. I want to talk about this in the world of stupid because I think it's hilarious. Okay. We're doing that next here on the fan. All right, we're going to have some fun again today uh, for the people that might be worried. Nothing filthy here, nothing dirty, nothing Aww. close to sexual. Well, maybe. Maybe we'll get there. But back-to-back days, a rather clean world of stupids, but still a bunch of good stories. We start with this one. Flying always has its dilemmas, right? The, the different things that piss you off. We're all a little bit different when you're trapped on a plane with somebody. People get too comfortable, want to put their feet up, want to do all types of stuff. I don't even know how this is even a thing that you could do. A woman said, I left my baby in economy so I could fly business class. I feel terrible, but it was so relaxing. Oh, my God. An 11-month-old baby. Oh, her boyfriend was back there in coach. Uh, so this this does help it out a little bit. Do you feel like, well, that's still kind of a weird thing. Did you get one first-class ticket or what? <laughs> what happened? Am I horrible for leaving them both in economy, she said. She went to TikTok. The mother of one decided to treat herself while she and her daughter Prim and boyfriend Rob were on an 11-hour flight from Paris to L.A., uh, she felt that she deserved a sky-high siesta, and it was one of those rare flights where she wasn't doing it alone with a child. She's mm. celebrating. She's got her glass of wine or champagne. Baby's sleeping in a little carriage. Like looks like it's on the floor, for crying out loud. But you guys have any issues with this? If If you were flying and your wife said, hey, I'm flying first class, you're back here with the baby, for example, if that were the case, would you be pissed? I'd expect it. You know what? <laughs> What about you, Rob? Bother you at all? Yeah, it bothers me. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it didn't bother me. How we come to that conclusion that I'm the one? And You're the baby pappy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you the baby pappy. Get flying together, there. we flying together. <laughs> 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 flying together, we flying together, man. Yeah, my flight lands at nine. My game just rewinds. You get back here and watch this damn kid. <laughs> anyway, let's move to this next story. I, this this boggles my mind. Three multi-million dollar homes are teetering on the edge of a California cliff after a landslide shows footage. Now, I have retweeted this um, this thing if you guys want to see the pictures of these houses hanging off the cliff. But it's kind of, this thing's crazy. Ed, I showed you the pictures of it. Yeah. Like, And understand that they're probably a little ways away. But how would I even go about sleeping in that house when I look at what's happening behind it? Do you ever see how sinkholes occur? They're like immediate. Yeah. Bam! All of a sudden, they just the street sinks. That's what they're going to encounter. And I've been to L.A. during mudslides or in terrible storms, which are rare. But it's scary because the hills just become the road. The mud is it, it's like no vegetation. When it gets wet, it just slides right into the road, and the houses fall down. That, you fall into the Pacific Ocean. No yeah. thanks. Yeah, I mean, they're right off the edge of a cliff. That's about, I mean, it looks from here like a 40-foot drop. Maybe it's a little less. But you're, if your whole house goes, you're going with it. This isn't like... Um, 
the hell, what movie did I just watch? Uh, one of the, the uh, Freelance on uh, Netflix with John Cena. And then they're they're escaping off of a train that's falling apart, and they're just climbing up. All, nah, you ain't doing that. You're falling. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you're in that. I just don't get how people want to buy it. And I understand you're right there on the water. It's beautiful. But when you look at everything eroding behind you, $16 million home that's going to fall off a cliff potentially? Yeah. It's just crazy. All right, let's get to this headliner because I don't know how often I get to introduce Rob to white Twitter. <laughs> a lot of questions going around. And, uh, Joe, do you want to play the lyrics from this song, and then I'll read this? You guys know this song, right? i got to let yeah. it build a little bit. Oh, you, you want to play yeah. the whole thing. So, Florida T-Pain. This, of course, is Florida. Florida. And famous T-Pain. rapper. Oh, so... Everybody knows this song. The right. boots with the furs, right? right? Them apple bottom jeans. You may not have known what apple bottom jeans were. Apple bottom jeans were a line of clothing created by Nelly and a couple other people. Yeah. The real line of clothing, apple bottom jeans, a brand. Okay. So the boots with the furs. And somebody, I think somebody from black Twitter had stepped over to white Twitter and said, seeing a lot of discussion about the boots with the fur meaning. Fur lined boots versus wearing boots with a fur coat. Fur lined boots. That's what I always assumed it was. And did you think any different? No, because it's it's part of the same clothing line. I only just ha- I just happen to know it's like that's, that was the club scene. Yeah, that was the club boots with fur. Yeah, was the club scene. Yeah, and they've actually showed some uh, images to show you what the boots with the fur look right. like and the apple bottom jeans. Right. The whole ensemble put together. The whole club was looking at her. So Reba Reebok, tw- Reebok with the straps. Well, hold on, we're gonna get to that. Uh, that's a gun in Reeboks. No, no, no. No, that's that's classic Reeboks. The classic the classic Reeboks were made. They have two with straps. straps on the top. Yeah. Classic no, Reeboks. I got my Reeboks with my my nine milli. The Reebok with the strap. Yeah. Nine milli. Milli. Yeah. 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 My Saturday night special. <laughs> Better. Is it? <laughs> I don't think the Saturday night specials exist anymore. But I love this one. Like we get this all the time. Remember we had the bowl and like is this a throw up bowl? Do you use this for your Halloween candy? Do you make yeah. cakes? You know, all the different things and these these things pop up, but how some people can misconstrue what the lyrics actually mean. And this was a whole thing yesterday leading into last night. It's like because Reba McIntyre tweeted out boots with the fur and then T Pain retweeted her. And said the whole club looking at her, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" Just because she was just wearing boots with a fur coat, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "Whoa!" I didn't know it just meant boots with a fur coat. Stupid ass people! Come on, man, just ask somebody. It's boots with the fur, the Reebok with the strap. So I do feel a little different because you gotta be strapped up when you go out to the club nowadays with Reeboks. I, no, I if you wear Reeboks, you do need to be strapped. Well, men wore <laughs> those too. <laughs> I mean, I hate to tell you this, men actually wore those too. What? Yeah, the, Re- the Reeboks with the strap. Yeah, yeah. but they don't look sexy unless she wears them. Yeah. The, the I got stupid, my... the jeans that were like gigantically baggy that tapered. You have your Reeboks with the strap. You kidding me? I'm so out with my matching Fila shoes with the Fila sweatsuit. Leg warmers. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> Remember, what are you talking about? Jerry used to wear Fila sweatsuits here. Yeah, that, that were bought 30 years ago. <laughs> Probably got them at Gabriel Brothers. They were missing a couple stitches or they had three legs or something. Or somebody gave them to them. But it is kind of nice to know that Boots with the Fur is actually about boots with fur on them. The most over, oh, that's the classic overthinking. That's what that is. Classic See, these are, these are Boots with the Fur. Right? Yeah, that would be Boots with the Fur. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I'm retweeting that too. If you want to see any of these stories, uh, you can check it out for yourself. But this guy, I don't know who who's rocking that. Have you ever rocked boots with the fur? No. Inside the boot. And, and how did I know you were going to have fur on your boots? 
Well, a lot of boots are bought sold with fur on the inside. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think you were think, saying that. No, yeah. no, not inside. I'm the inside. Inside, yeah, yeah. Mm. Lots of boots are made with fur on the inside. I mean, it's not a chinchilla. Who's, who's fur? <laughs> they were they're my dog walking boots. <laughs> had boots with fur. When I lived out in Hampstead, yeah. at, you know, you get a couple inches of snow, five inches, six inches of snow. You need some warm booties. I thought you meant like <laughs> fur on the outside. He no, does. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. See, you you very seldom see me wearing boots anyway. I just read this. This was another tweet that somebody put out about this. The girl Flo Rida sings about in Low was wearing apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur, baggy sweatpants, and Reeboks with the strap. All at the same time. So we must conclude that she was, in fact, the centaur. She had four feet. Four legs. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the T-Paint said, the first girl is dressed how Flo, uh, Flo Rida likes. Uh, the second girl is dressed how I like. Flo likes a classy lady. I like a lazy bitch. <laughs> Why does everybody hate Flo Rida? Because he's, because uh, he's not T Pain. Is he corny? Supposer? What? Not, I mean, but corny? like he does the same thing that Pitbull does, and it's you're sampling so much. It's not just sampling. You're basically taking the whole song and then rapping over it. You know, he sold a lot of records for so many people to hate him. I know. He's made a lot of money doing what he's doing for a lot of people. It's like porn. Nobody watches right. it. But I just said, you know, <laughs> the white version of that is, is Dave Matthews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, people, music. Oh, they suck. They're ter- really. I don't know. And there's more black guys in the band than white guys. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, but there they're is? like, yes, yes. You knew Jimmy's drummer he's South white, African right? as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's African American. He is actually. Maybe he's just African. He's not think he's just African. Does yeah, that he work? He's just African yeah. actually. Does that work the same way with South, South Africans? What? Yeah. Just, okay. I'm just asking. Moroccans, South Africans, Egyptians. Yeah. Did he just go around like you're living? I'm African American. Like is that? No, it's not, not American. No, it's just African. It's African. How they American? What makes them American? <laughs> if they're living, <laughs> everybody's here. not American. So if you're born in Russia, you're Russian American. If you live oh, here, you're <laughs> Jamaicans and Canadians. Like, he's African American. He's Canadian. He's not African American. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> well, that's your world of stupid. Uh, more Jeremy Conn, unfortunately, at nine fifteen with Daily Line. But on the other side is Commission's Baltimore. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Oh, I got to do some weather. I, I have to. Have to do a little weather story here. Look at the skating. See that? Come on, dude. But, yes, I know. Is P.K. Subban African-American? No. Um, He's not? No. Uh, I told when they closed the roads in Maryland <laughs> during a blizzard because of something my father did. And we'll get a little weather update from Justin Chambers, meteorologist from Fox 45. Commissioner's Baltimore up next on The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.